Hey guys, Connor here. Just a quick announcement. Uh, current financial situation isn't great. Um, you know, lot, lots of stuff going on and lots of not stuff going on, obviously. So uh, the show may or may not have to go on hiatus for a few months. I'll know in the next month, I think, what I have to do. But uh, it's unfortunate, but I'm just... Like, I just don't make enough money to keep this running right now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but people people who put in requests and stuff, um, like, uh, well, patrons who put in any requests and people who have, other people who put in requests, uh, you know, don't worry, we will get around to them at some point. And, yeah. Um, and, and as always, there is, there is a Patreon if you guys want to help out. Even a dollar helps. Um... But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep everyone updated. I'll just let everyone know. Now, sit back and enjoy this episode. Uh, we, It's really hard to organize recordings right now, funnily enough. But uh, we really wanted to get something out. So just me and Rebecca got together and did a retrospective on the Daredevil Netflix show. And we do talk about Iron Fist a bit as well. Uh, so, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. And before we start, I do want to thank our two patrons, uh, Ray and Kevin Swanson. Thanks very much for your support, guys. It actually does help quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, now everyone else, uh, thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Rebecca Hart. I don't know if you could see, but I actually made a fist when I said Ooh, Iron Fist. Nice. So, uh, we're not joined by Carl today because he's having difficulty with a crazy household. It's lockdown, um, it's lockdown orders, everyone, but he has kids to deal with, which we don't, so. Yeah, exactly. I kind of do, but... Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, so, uh, we're... Um, as you guys know, so I wanted to get something out, uh, and this is something I want to talk about as well. So, Daredevil, the Netflix show, had its five-year anniversary, so uh, this episode is just going to be like a retrospective of that show. We're not really going to be talking much Iron Fist. Iron Fist will come up because there was like Easter eggs in Daredevil, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so sorry to disappoint you, Iron Fist fanatics out there, but um, <laughs> Iron Fist podcast fanatics will know that uh, I have done a few Daredevil episodes. Yeah, I think before. I've guessed, I think I've been with you for quite a few of them. Bizarrely, it's one of those things. Yeah, we we so, tend to be together for the Daredevil ones. You know, um, Daredevil's one of my favourite topics. He's my second favourite Marvel character, and I gather you've read a lot of Daredevil, Rebecca, especially since you got my Marauder reference. So. <laughs> yeah, I've read quite a lot. I've read uh, I've read all the big classic runs, and um, yeah. lots of been. It was one of the first ones. I've not read it as extensively as Iron Fist, but like, um, like I've never gone and said, "Oh, let's go read everything with Daredevil." But um, yeah, I've, I've definitely read I mean, all he has the more. biggies. Yeah, I've, I, he has more, and. Um, uh, I don't know. It's like I kind of, I've, I've never found that I couldn't just jump in and get where Matt was at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's cool. That's interesting. Um, I've never really done that sort of jumped in. I've always read. Yeah, you're like, really the methodical reader. You're like, but you. <laughs> I mean, no. In a way, I mean, it's it's a good thing, but it's like it's a discipline that. I've never had. Like I did it with Iron Fist at, at some point. I think after Immortal, I was like, you know, I want to make sure I haven't missed anything, and went back. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of um, the sort of eighties, nineties stuff. Of course, I'd missed anything that wasn't actually called Heroes for Hire, 
or like um, Iron Fist or like I'd probably missed. Um, but also some of the some of those. And read yeah. straight through. I'd read all the big runs. I'd read all of Power Man and Iron Fist. I'd read all the initial run. Uh, so and I just went back through the beginning and, and read everything I could. Um, but there's there's not that many characters I feel I could do that with because some of them are just overwhelmingly yeah. huge amount of stuff. And yeah, um, I mean it's. Yeah. And when I started reading comics, I was always like, just grab like the UK Marvel is is a thing to itself. We just used to get whatever they had that they'd reprint. So we got yeah. things totally out of order. Like we'd get New Mutants chucked in with the original X Men from one month to another. So I got very used to this jumping in and just going, okay, this is the current status quo and carrying on. Yeah. So um, I, that's kind of how I approached Daredevil. But you're kind of lucky because with some of the big runs of Daredevil, they do kind of go on from each other like there's not always that much sort of binder stuff together so um you get to see quite a lot yeah i mean you can i guess i I generally went through i think i read what was it first they started with the run before frank miller's right and then read frank miller's and then after that i jumped straight to anna senti's run which is still my favorite one actually it's Um, a really good run yeah it's great it's really underrated um, and, you know, then I, then I kind of went all the way back to Stan Lee and I went through that stuff and I don't know, like one of the things I loved Daredevil was, um, it just, it's, I don't want to say it's also connected, but it's just, it's, it's not like Superman, I guess, mm-hmm. which I love for different reasons. Superman, you kind of jump in and read stuff because obviously you can't catch up on. Yeah that many issues i guess the difference with superman is you read a story and then if i want to know the full context and stuff i generally find out what stories have inspired this story i mean we're so lucky now as well with like wikipedia and stuff like that oh absolutely and being able to read comics online and stuff like if this was like 50 years ago or something uh you know then i have um yeah, so that that's really handy. And Iron Fist is great because, you know, you can currently... I'm pretty sure you can currently physically own every single Iron Fist thing in, like, trades. Yeah, probably apart from the uh, uh, recent stuff. Uh, well, you can own his... Re- uh, you mean, like, I think his most recent run was Phantom Limb. And oh yeah, that, that you can tr- get. I, I meant oh. his appearances. I meant things. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. And I guess Contagion is coming out or has just come out as a trade as well. So um, right. yeah, I think you're right. Anything he's in substantially is probably out already. Yeah, which is good. And uh, yeah, Daredevil is like he's the biggest B-lister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's eternally been like the number one B-lister. Um, which is always ironic because he's responsible for the creation of Avengers, which are like totally not B-listers at all. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I guess like Rebecca, I'm guessing you were overjoyed at a Daredevil Netflix series. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just seemed so perfect for it. Like, uh, especially as they very quickly came out and said it was going to be at least fifteen. Uh, and there's always a little bit of a concern, I guess. Um, so the same with the about the Moon Knight upcoming one is like, although that's going to be on Disney, so slightly less concern. We're always worried yeah. about comparisons with Batman, especially when they go dark. But um, just the idea, I mean, Daredevil just seemed like the perfect character to start with. I mean, there's a reason those Ben Affleck films like exist. Is he's a good, yeah. he's a good entrance point into that sort of street side of Marvel. That, yeah. that isn't the sort of cheerful Spider-Man version, and we've got a million Spider-Man versions. So it's kind of it was different and new, and it came at a really good time for Netflix. And of course, they announced it along with the Defenders, so which makes it even more exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, it's kind of funny. Like as soon as I saw that like trailer, I was just like, "This is gonna be awesome." Yeah, I think. <laughs> you and know, the I, casting... I had no Um the casting was, like, yeah. was, oh, they come with Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio, and you're like, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. Charlie Cox, I knew, was a great actor, but um, a little few concerns about the lack of redhead, but hey. 
Um, not I. I don't, you should know by now. I don't get tied up about things like that. But it's always funny because, yeah. like, it would have been quite fun because we don't have many redheaded heroes. But uh, well, bless them, yeah. they did try apparently, and it looked terrible. So that's fair. They gave it a go. Um, but I think I think the Vincent D'Onofrio casting was the one that I was just like, hmm. And uh, I also really like, um, what's her name? Debran Wall. I really liked her in True Blood. Yeah. So hearing she was going to play Karen Page, I mean, I, to be fair, I didn't know, didn't know how long she was going to last in the series. Um, but yeah, and, and uh, Claire, who everyone knows from the Defenders podcast, was she'd always said that um the guy who was his name who played foggy she'd always said that was her fan cast so i knew it'd be perfect wow really yeah that's yeah yeah she'd seen him in something else and said he should be foggy and uh so that's like kind of cool when when you know somebody that into the character yeah so you yeah. kind of know that so i think the casting everything about it screamed that it was going to be good unless they really messed it up so um, yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, I I remember really hoping that Michael C. Hall would be cast as Daredevil. I can understand that. Uh, but, like, you know, obviously it ended up being fine. But I remember at the time that was, like, my really big hope, but I was disappointed. But, yeah, like, I think, it, it's um, weird. I think I, I probably would have said maybe a bit too old. But he would have been, he's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it is funny though because you know Jimmy Olsen, Lana Lang, like uh, both redheads, both just explicitly not redhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, as like it doesn't bug me that much, but if I was a redhead, I'd be like, man, Hollywood really hates redheads because redhead. they're always getting. Does she hate it? Does she hate how this yeah, always? Yeah, this is why she was waiting for Daredevil. But I mean, it's like it's just like <laughs> I mean, we have a couple. We have like. Uh, I don't know. We don't have any actual heroes. Karen Page, I guess that Brummel's slightly, it's strictly strawberry blonde, slightly on that side. Karen Page is such a role model on that show. But she's also um, not a hero. I mean, she's she never has, you know, she, it's not the same. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. No, so. I know, I know, but but just generally, and uh, um, uh, yeah, our new Lois, our current Lois. Oh yeah, Amy Adams. Amy Adams, um, which is funny because well, was again not really a hero. Yeah, it, it's just funny though because like we get a redhead, but they're not a redhead in the comics. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the way. Yeah, um, but you know, I'd rather they didn't get too tied up with casting, getting that kind of things perfect. I think it's nice I think in they... terms of you know just to see it. But if you can't get it, you can't get it. I, I don't think Did, that should think... tie them down. Didn't they try and? Die, yeah, Cox's yeah, they definitely did. They gave it a go, work. and they said it just looked horrible. I mean, and the that's fact fair that they enough. Tried. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, they tried, and it's just like, give it a go, and if it's not going to work, because it's quite hard to, um, if you've got dark hair, it's quite hard to make it naturally look like a different colour. Yeah. Because you've got to do such damage to it to bleach it out. Yeah. So, um, I, I know from trying myself, and it, it's really difficult. Like, if it had been blonde, they'd have probably been much easier to do it, too. But um, yeah. I'd always rather they went with an actor who's good for the part. And, Instead and, of, yeah. yeah. But I am really, really happy that they later came out that they tried to dye it and to have a look and see. Because the thing is, like, using wigs, you know, is a bad idea. So I'm also glad yeah. that they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess it was coming off, you know, Daredevil didn't have the best rep. Now he has, like, an amazing rep among, yeah. um, like, non-comic fans. But before that, it, it was the Ben Affleck movie. Yes, um, which is its own thing. I mean, I uh, hate it. I, I liked it at the time. I think the, um, I think the director's cut is really, really good. The director's cut is way better. It's it's so much better. It's not funny. It's one of the biggest differences I've seen. Like the only the only uh, difference that Ralph's that I think is ironically a Ben Affleck. Yeah, movie, it's the, uh, Batman vs um, Superman, right? Yeah, where the yeah, director's cut just improves the movie, and it's the same with Daredevil. Um, I think I think Daredevil director's cut is a very tight movie, and I think I think Ben was a, like. I think Ben was just as good at Matt Murdock as Charlie Cox. Like I think he was me. good at really good at it, but I think like Colin Farrell, I don't know. He's fine. Well no, like Colin him. Farrell was not 
He was not. He, he was fun, but like. But no, it wasn't good. Yeah, and I I wasn't big on Jennifer Garner's no, Electra either. either. Um, and Elodie Young, I guess we'll get to her later, but yeah. uh, I like her. I really and liked I liked her, her performance. Yeah. But she was Electra in name only, really. Yeah. And she had so- apart from being like, a good fighter and knowing stick, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, season one, like I remember I watched those first five minutes I watched and I was like, Wow. Yeah, I just remember is- like being like, oh. Holy hell. It's happening. It was just and it's a great. dream. It was it was yeah. It like I don't know, it's just as a big Daredevil fan, it was like, wow, this is this is Daredevil on TV. Like it, it was at the time, it was crazy because I just to get an adaptation that was like so faithful, but not just a copy paste. Yeah, it's like you so didn't a hundred percent know what was going to happen, um, so you could kind of look at it. I, I it was really exciting. It was just like, and then see the credits. Were gorgeous mm. they just seem to yeah. have paid so much attention to it yeah and like i i the first season was easily my favorite season out of all of them i think um, so too like i think it was almost perfect um like it, it was a really strong run that was like slower episodes that were about the courtroom and stuff um you know i liked uh his sort of the the world on fire vision he had and the symbolism yes. with the paintings with Fisk and Matt was really good like it was just really well crafted and put together uh, my only problem was I when they when they did the costume reveal in episode ten I was like oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I see it I didn't mind good. that I, I I just I get I was just like I think after seeing what the MCU's done to costumes in general to try and make them a bit more like if you were on the street would this work um and it's of course i want to see the comic accurate one but i still quite like you know i again i i just feel like i'm very tolerant to yeah it's fine <laughs> i'll just keep going i just i thought i don't know i just thought a it looks it just didn't look good and b it made him look very short and awkward as well i thought uh, yeah. it got better in season two but like they had all these like money shots of the costume and I was just kind of like oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean I just I think it was a mistake um, especially now that we look at it that it like I think it was a mistake trying to tie it into the MCU especially now that we look at it and it never actually did right tie into I the think MCU. possibly yes that was if, if they look backwards maybe that would be what they changed that didn't yeah because there was all these like restrictions on it and stuff because it was in the MCU, and it's like, well, they never needed to be there. Yeah. Um, you know? So, but, like, there was some cool stuff, like, talking about, like, the incident and stuff was a bit like, uh, you know, I thought what was much more interesting was the ties to the other Defenders. Yes. You know? As opposed to the MCU, because he knew that the other Defenders, they really were in the same universe. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, ambiguous or anything. It was like, oh, they are gonna probably we know they're going to meet up at some point um and obviously as an iron fist fan yeah yeah and a daredevil fan like uh in daredevil season one steven knight or denight whatever his name Denite, is uh, he yeah. put in like those steel serpent easter eggs yeah oh my god remember how excited um, we were about those yeah and then there was like the madam gal was yeah. like from kun lun and someone asked him like i think ed briston was like oh is that Madam Crane, is it Madam Crane or Mother Crane? I can't remember. Yeah, well, but, Mother Crane uh, for us, but yeah, I think she was just Madam Gao, I don't know if they... Even yeah, yeah, Ma- Mother Crane and Stephen Denight kind of, like, implies that she is. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we get to the Iron Fist show and, like, they drop the ball completely <laughs> with that, uh, and just make her, like, a hand villain. Yeah. But, um, anyway, that that's that's... That's for another time. But, uh, you know, when we were watching this, it was like, wow. Um, so, and I, I think I just... Did anyone else get Easter eggs, or was it just him? Um, I think it in was Daredevil. just him, actually. Because um, yeah. I don't know if they decided how they... I think they probably had a vague idea that they wanted to bring the hand 
as the you know like do that i think they had an idea what they were going to do to iron fist with the hand probably from the beginning so they right. could do that but i don't get the feeling they had any idea what they were going to do with luke yeah and, uh, it's hard and to jessica put, like, jones they kind of needed a little bit separate anyway because it's not like she's a friendly i'll go make friends with everyone and then they knew they were going to have luke in jessica jones so that kind of gives him that introduction yeah. Yeah, and it, it would be easier to put in an Iron Fist Easter egg into Daredevil, I think. Yeah, um, especially if you have that mysticism. vague understanding that you're going to bring those two together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, very exciting, season one. I really liked it. I I didn't like how they... Um, okay, well, for one, Ben Urich dying was fine. I get why they did it. I get why they did it, but it was so sad, and I love Ben Yurik. They wanted to set up no one is safe, and they killed Ben Yurik. And then that's something they never followed up on, because they never did any more shock deaths after that yeah. <laughs> in any of the shows. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like how... like So the bane of my Daredevil existence, my biggest problem, is Karen. Which is a shame, because I really like the actress. And yeah, she's a wonderful person. I think it's kind of but, the thing is I love the actress and she did a great job in the role, but I don't really like how it was written. Yeah, um, her character consisted of getting other people killed and feeling bad, and then getting more people killed. Yeah, and then um, becoming strangely sympathetic with Punisher. Yeah, that that whole thing was weird. Which is uh, just weird to me. I mean, I get that they wanted her to have this revenge thing. It, get, it almost like mirrors some of the sort of more dodgy side of her in the comics, but mm, didn't really work for me because I'm like, mm. you don't work for lawyers and su- then support Punisher. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and the thing was, like, she just immediately took over as a reporter after Ben Yurick, and that yeah, really but irked not just me because it, it, like... it, it annoyed everyone. I don't know if you ever heard um, the Empire podcast on it. They're all like no. film. They're all film and TV journalists, and they were like, "Yeah, she literally just gets given a corner office." <laughs> and just like, she's like, "It's like, no, this isn't how it works in journalism. You don't suddenly get, oh, so and so's dead. You get to take their spot. No. Yeah, so and so's dead because of you, and you yeah. get to take their spot. <laughs> um, and that that bugged me so much because I'm the whole time just like, I mean, where where is her training for any sort of writing or? You know, I get, oh, she's like a gung-ho... And before, and it would have been know, different if, like, but, Matt and Foggy had found her when she was a trainee journalist. But she wasn't. Yeah, but she... She was just, like, became their secretary. She's just an office um, person who, like, saw that whatever dodginess go on, and that's why her life was at risk to start with. But, like, um... It's like, yeah, they could have had a drop-in she'd been to, uh journalism school or something like that but no it was ridiculous you, I mean like you can't just write these things I now work with a lot of ex-journalists yeah. and I'm the only one who isn't an ex-journalist and my god you can tell and I've been doing the job for six years now and I can still tell the reasons why I'm not an ex-journalist and they all are and it's just like there is definitely something it's not that easy to just and I know yeah. we all think it is now because of the amount of like uh, blogging Blogs. and review Ugh. sites and stuff like that, but that's a very small s- subsection of journalism. And it's, de- uh, it's even debatable if it is journalism. Or yeah, not, but really. I mean, yeah. I think I think I think reviews can be. I just think that it's just at this small subsection. It's not like whereas most people, but you know, things like what Karen was doing, investigative journalism. You don't just jump into that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, absolutely. which is why it always um, works that Spidey goes in like Peter Parker's a photographer because you can just jump into that. I mean, not obviously you have to know how to take a good picture. You have to get an eye for the news, but it's a lot easier yeah. to to train that as an apprentice than it would be to learn was, writing skills. There was a lot about the gimmick of the fact that he was taking photos himself by webbing up the camera. Yes, of course, and which helps. And he goes in, and he goes like, in as a as a intern almost, doesn't he? Even in the comics, he's a kid when he starts. Yeah, he's just so a he's not supposed to be this um, expert. And yeah, and his hook is that he's managed to get photos no one else could get, so it's fine. And then he can learn everything else on the job, um, but and that's part of his like journey. But you you can't just write great articles. 
And oh my god, even yeah. the articles they had her reading out loud at the end of the series was so dreary. <laughs> yeah, and she she gets worse as the show goes on. Um, but I guess briefly back to season one, I will say the highlight in season one for me, well, one of the many highlights, but was like the Nobu fight. Uh, do you remember that? Yes, yes. Yeah, and just like when he is on fire and he yeah. like goes to kick him, I'm like, wow. That that, that whole great. fight was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um so yeah, and they they set up they were like setting up Shadowland as well. I <laughs> thought that was kinda gonna be what but they didn't end up doing that. I feel like uh the Stevens and Knight, the guy who did Dead was his one, I feel like he should have been the showrunner for Defenders. Because yeah. he's the one who laid all the ground. And it would have been great and, if he left in the... Uh... Yeah, and the people who show-ran Defenders completely didn't get what he was setting up and did a bunch of weird stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, season one, I think, definitely the strongest. Uh, everything was strong. There was, like, the weak point of uh, Karen at the end, I guess. Kind of yeah, just, but it wasn't... As, as we've already talked about. It wasn't as um, highlighted. It kind of got in series two for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, season two. So, I still like season two. I have season one and two on uh, the, the Steelbook Blu-rays. Yeah, I'll uh, flat out, I know you do. I'll flat out now say that I just, uh, I like all the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like season three as well, but I guess the degree is like, I, I much prefer season one and two to three. Um, I don't know, it's been, I haven't gone back and watched three, which I have with the other two, but I do remember liking it, but we'll talk about that later. But two, um, yeah. I really enjoyed some of his, I mean, obviously the casting for Punisher, again, perfect. Um, yeah. And Electra, casting perfect. Um, didn't always do as much with the characters I'd have liked. It was very Punisher-heavy, really. Um, I love the discussion on the yeah. rooftop with them about the Catholicism the first four and episodes, stuff like that. Like, those first four episodes of Matt versus the Punisher uh-huh. were really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and I thought the Daredevil content for the rest of the show was really good as well. I loved... Even though she was lecturer in name only, I still loved her. Yeah, I loved her. Um, but, like, the... I think it lost the, the Foggy and Karen stuff. Like, it lost all the lawyering. Well, oh, we got a little bit of lawyering Karen at the end. Karen went to Punisher. Yeah. But what I mean Karen is that, yeah. Yeah, I mean that... What Season one ended with you having Foggy, Karen, and Matt as a tight unit. Yeah. And you... And that kind of dissolved. Like, yeah, quite quickly, and they were all still doing very good things, but it was all much more. Like I don't mind there being conflict between them, but I just I miss some of that, you know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it didn't because it was it was focused on Daredevil's relationship with the Punisher, and then yeah. it was focused on Daredevil's relationship with Electra for the, and Stick for the rest yeah. of the show. Um, and Karen went over to Punisher, and like they did exactly what I feared I was like please don't let this happen like the whole time before the show aired I didn't want it it to turn into half the show being a backdoor pilot for the Punisher and that's exactly what they did (laughs) Punisher barely tied into Daredevil at all all it built up to was him shooting like a random ninja on the roof at the end like I was like please don't do this like writers come on you know how to write well, just write it so that their plots actually intertwine together. And they couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you have, like, the Punisher's whole background and origin as, like, half of the show, and the other half of the show is Daredevil, Electra, and Stick fighting ninjas and Nobu. Um, yeah. And that is, like, whenever I think of season two, I just think of that huge divide where yeah. it feels like two shows. Which happened and... in quite a lot of the Netflix. I mean... It's kind of part. It does seem to be a pattern in a lot of the Netflix shows, is that at yeah. a certain point they just switch and you either stick with it or you get annoyed by it. And yeah, mm. I mean, yeah. Luke Luke Cage, very clear, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, I, at least with Luke Cage, Luke Cage was like in it all the time. I think actually Iron Fist is the one that least has that 
switch of up in the middle of a season. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it does, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll stick by season one until I die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was still was pretty good, but yeah, season two, I was just disappointed, but I still liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I loved Daredevil as well. I mean, I, and I loved what they did, and I, I loved seeing Matt in court a little bit. Um, so there's a lot of good about it too. I think it had the Punisher with like the "I'm not crazy." Yeah speech in the courtroom which i loved like yeah. we're just yelling at everyone um and i mean it, it, when you put the punisher in jail and i got to see that oh that was amazing you know um because mm. it's, it's always hilarious when the punisher gets locked up because predictable results follow um and we got to see that in the show which was great and yeah. the, in fact kingpin busting him out was cool and that so was like that cool. was an actual reveal and yeah. that was a surprise because they didn't, they didn't spoil that in any trailers no. or anything. I heard, really I, heard a, I heard a rumour he was going to be in it. So I got more spoiled than any of us, I think. Um, oh, okay. But I didn't, I didn't know it was going to... I didn't know what he was going to do. So even knowing, oh, we're, we might get to see him in jail, and then when Daredevil went, you know, that was cool. But, like, seeing him do the breakout was amazing. Yeah, that was really good. Um, and... You know, could have they could have tied it in there. They could have brought in the kingpin more, but yeah, it was just sort of. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was it was good. It was just very strange. It was just um, different but, from what we were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we guess I guess we'll talk a bit about defenders because that that's kind of like. You know, you can't really go from Daredevil Season 2 to Daredevil Season 3, unfortunately. Skip, yeah, yeah, you, there was Defenders and in there. It's the same with Iron Fist. You can't go from Iron Fist Season 1 to Season 2, but you can go from Luke Cage Season 1 to Luke Cage Season 2. I don't know yeah. about Jessica Jones. Yeah. I only watched Season 1. Um, uh, yeah, I think you can yeah. with Jessica Jones. Which I think we talked about in our Defenders episode a lot, about how not all the characters were involved enough as yeah. in like the main plot as it were was all about Daredevil and Iron Fist bad guys and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage was there for the ride pretty much and uh, also because they kind of um, because so, so they could kind of all introduce each other they were kind of a, a good joiner yeah. so they could all get to meet but yeah they didn't have a yeah and we won't even go into how Danny got treated by the writers in Defenders, having him lose pretty much every single thing. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but I still yeah. like seeing him and Luke together. So, so we had, um, on the Daredevil side, though, there was some cool Daredevil moments. Uh, Electra came back, kind of, but, like, they never really explained why she has, like, super strength or whatever all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm assuming it was like a Shadowland thing where she got like the beast in her or something but that mm-hmm. was just my head cannon to make it make sense uh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so old oh oh yeah so old <laughs> so they they wrap up all the hand stuff in uh Defenders for yeah, all the hand stuff periods wrapped up, I think. It was just kind of... It just wasn't exciting, Defenders. No. Yeah, I think it's easily the weakest season out of all the ones I've seen. I think so. Yeah. And maybe that's because we expected more. Maybe they just struggled to, to do it and it was too ambitious. They, I think they should have just gotten the uh, Daredevil showrunner because the showrunner's Yeah, Defenders but I don't think he was available. I think the no, I don't think he, he was. was I th- yeah, I think he was, because he's always said he'd love to do more Marvel stuff, but yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that that ended up being a hot mess, but I guess mm. Daredevil, Daredevil probably came out the best yeah. in Defenders. Yeah, yeah. In terms of quality content. Yeah. I, th- I think we didn't and quite get our Danny wearing the uh, Daredevil outfit, which was, uh, I think we'd have been quite happy to see but yeah yes. but you know um and then Electra kind of I guess she's dead because <laughs> <laughs> uh, she didn't come back in season three maybe they would have brought her back in season four I don't know but yeah 
the building sort of fell on top of them. Um, I mean, I feel like she's more likely to survive than Matt. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, like, she seems to have superpowers. But anyway, so, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> then we go back to Daredevil Season 3, which we haven't talked about. No, we um, haven't. Bullseye. On the podcast. Yes, Bullseye, the who was awesome. He was awesome. I love Bullseye. I really like how they did it. Yeah. Um, it was it was clever and it was um, it talked about the whole psychology thing and great actor again, great bit of casting. And um, you know, I think everyone talks about like uh, whatever hallway fight was in season three. I think in the prison, but I thought the best fights were with Bullseye and Daredevil. Like I just thought they were really well done. Uh, and you know. It, it was like a, it was a weird choice having him go without his costume again after he was already without it for most of Defenders. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it works for the story. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, th- I think they actually made it work because it's. I mean, it'd be quite hard to bring in that whole MCU phase of let's make it realistic. Oh, let's have Bullseye, but they they did it. I guess the only annoying thing is the how they left it. Yeah, and like I, I did like Bullseye framing Daredevil, mm-hmm. yeah, and stuff like like having Kingpin have a Bullseye put on the Daredevil outfit and stuff. I wish Kingpin and Daredevil interacted more instead of just being a voice in Matt's head. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 like, definitely. I'd have liked to see him again. Yeah, you know, there was some Born Again stuff there. The first few episodes are really strong. Uh, I for the whole show I was dreading the episode entitled Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that was like the lowest point of the Daredevil oh, series. And you know what episode. annoyed me like, oh is that, like, God. again, I thought she played it brilliantly. It was an interest. It just brought the entire show to a standstill. And it was exactly that. It was like they could have put if that that had been in season one somewhere. I don't know why I would have liked it so much more. But like it just was like. Right now we're stopping it be more the relevant. action. Yeah, it would have been more relevant just to get in this backstory. Um, so it's yeah, like they're assuming that people like really care about it. And it's like, well, maybe not that many of us actually cared about Karen's backstory. We could have done with like a couple of scenes or something instead of a whole most of an episode. Like, and, I, exactly, like, I cared about it, but I could have. It could have just. It, ju- it honestly, it felt to me like you've just. I was kind of enjoying this, but you've just altered the entire flow of the show for this, and it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. And before that, on Karen's kill count, we had <laughs> her getting, like, the whole office killed where she works. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, again, she's like, oh, they got everyone killed, and then she proceeds to get more people killed. So, as soon as this church showdown was happening, I'm like, okay, they're not going to kill Karen, because it would be too obvious. Yeah. Um... So I'm like, well, the priest is going to get it, or Maggie's going to get right, it. Right, it made, of course, the it made everything it. else um, very obvious. You're exactly right. Like, killing Karen would have been so obvious, it would have been less obvious than the other choices. Yeah, and I uh, kind of wanted it to happen because it would have been less obvious. Yeah, um, I, I wanted it to happen too. Uh, I wasn't and, it, and not because I disliked her, I just but... wanted to have the... Just wanted it to be a bit. I wanted to be shocked. Yeah, I wanted to be shocked, and at that point, they were, I was like, yeah. they're not going to do it. So they were obviously setting up a shocking moment, and I just got—I was so not surprised when the priest sacrifices himself to save Karen, and add that to her death uh, count as well. Um, <laughs> like people around her just drop dead, and she's uh, she just like annoyed the crap out of me and she was such a weak part of season three i think she season three is when she's been the most annoying it's like everything bad about karen that people complained about they just doubled down on yes. in season three Absolutely. and gave it more screen time and i Which was just like why did they do that? very frustrating yeah and that that really tainted what was otherwise a pretty good season i yeah. thought the whole main plot like daredevil struggle with the kingpin i felt was a pretty big rehash it uh, was, and the whole, and you're, I, I just, I think they could have done, th- I, I think they, I appreciate they tried to give everyone some time, but I think I would have just enjoyed it if we could have just spent all our time with Bullseye and, um, reconciling Matt and Foggy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I could see that. But and have Kingpin be like a, I don't know. Y- yeah, just... I mean, have him guest, have him do some of that stuff. I just, I just think like it needed more of a focus for me. But I, I mean, I still liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Because you know. Kingpin got out of prison, and then Matt went through the exact same character arc of, do I kill this guy or take him down with the war? And he did. He went through the exact same thing in season one, and then they just did it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like the three-way fight was awesome <laughs> at yes. the end, where they're all beating each other up. Because um, at that point, like I think around like the episode nine or ten mark, the plot had kind of lost me outside of Bullseye's arc, yeah, yeah, which I, I was agree. still invested in. Um. Especially when he's, like, carrying around the body of that chick, like... Yeah, weird. <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, and I think they, they did Bullseye very well, because it was, it was that, like... It was part of that thing where it's, like, you feel empathy for him, but you also feel uncomfortable yeah. watching him. Yeah, you know And I think that's a really good balance to strike. Because you know he... Yeah, exactly, but he's not... He's not pure evil, but... He, I mean, <laughs> like he's not pure evil. I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm not trying to say he's less evil. I'm trying to say he's he's bad news is maybe a way to put it. He's bad, and he could do with some good psychiatry and a bit of help. But you know, it, yeah, his I've got really his relationship with character. Uh, yeah, his, his whole thing was interesting. He was easily the highlight. Uh, his his weird kind of dependent relationship with the psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't think she helped things that much. She really didn't. Yeah, and then, you know, his relationship with the girl afterwards, uh, and, you know, you kind of, like, and you're rooting for him at the end because you want him to get revenge on Kingpin for, like, you uh-huh. know, mistreating him, <laughs> yeah, manipulating yeah, him, killing sure. someone he cares about. Uh, and it was, it was kind of horrible because he thought that she just stopped talking to him, but no, in reality... Uh, Kingpin killed her and had his henchmen send like a mean text and it's yeah. like you know <laughs> mean text. Ta- that's how you torture someone like that like because his true, world would have collapsed and like his like if if I ever watch it again which I will yeah I, you're kind of making me want to go watch it again to be honest yeah because he was so good and like I thought Matt was really good at the start I love when they were doing the born again stuff where he's yeah, kind of yeah. coming back from the bottom um you know, but hey, uh, so like, and the other thing about season three is that it got an ending. There was like a slight cliffhanger with Bullseye. Yeah, but it was it was that kind of being you, dead. you know, kind of you're used to that kind of cliffhanger. We'll just leave yeah, it that open was like just in case. Just in case, as opposed to like Iron yeah, Fist and yeah. Luke Cage season two, where it was like we're getting a season three. Yeah. <laughs> um, which apparently Metzner, I don't know, like I, I feel like. When I interviewed him, I was optimistic, but the people told me, um, listening to the interview, that they thought that he realised, from when he was talking to me, that, like, although he knew that Iron Fist wasn't going to get a season three, mm-hmm. so it kind of makes me wonder, like, why why take the risk of doing, doing such that? a yeah, no, open ending? Yeah, um, but, you know... Uh, Daredevil though it got an ending they all yeah. they all sat in the coffee shop together you know the, the trio Foggy Matt and Karen and I'll mention as well Foggy was not in season 3 that much I can't no, really wasn't. remember anything he did and I that bugged me because you know Foggy got shafted for everyone else in season 2 in terms of side characters yeah, Karen yeah. was much more important than Foggy and, it's like, and I liked Foggy more so yeah, why can't season three be Foggy's time to shine? Where's my episode entitled Foggy? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, overall, it was a good show, and season one alone was worth the whole thing. Yeah. Because uh, it was so good. Was it worth the retcons they did in the Dead of Comics to match it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave that question to the great philosophers of our time. That's... Uh, you know, good show. Um, and good movie, too. I still stand by the Daredevil movie. I still rewatch that now and then. Uh, so I feel like, in terms of the live-action department, us Daredevil fans have had a pretty good run. 
Yes, I mean, really, I mean, the same way as comics, it's, uh, they've done pretty well. Yeah, no, and uh, yeah, Daredevil comics, I think, you know, if you kind of ignore the 90s, it's mostly been very high quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I guess, yeah, so I think, I think we're, we're, we're pretty lucky. Um, I still haven't resumed reading current Daredevil, but I've heard Chip Zazarsky's run is very it's good. Really good, yeah. Um, I may, I think I was going to reread Mark Wade's run or two runs and then catch up to current if I feel like it. But right now I'm content with all the Daredevil I've read sort of culminating in Shadowlands and Wade's run. You know, it's sort of a big night story. Uh, you know, hell, I even got two Daredevil books, uh, novels, which, uh, he actually translates very well. To novel form. Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, I can't remember the name of the first one. The first one was the better one, but I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it had Bullseye, uh, Karen. It was mostly Bullseye though, but it was very yeah. good. And uh, Gladiator as well. I think the whole plot was about uh, Gladiator's Betsy got kidnapped oh, right. and kind of a race against time to sort of save her. Uh, and you know, then the, the other one I think was called like the Cutting Edge or something, and that right. was a new villain. But that had, that had a lot of screen time with Karen. Right. But I love Karen in those books. Do you remember when Karen was like a radio DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the book the book takes place during that era, and I think someone's like killing her callers or something. And it's a really good book. Um. So if I find if I find the name of the books again, because yeah, it's actually definitely. pretty hard to find, I'll put them in the show notes because uh, I love them, I enjoy them. Um, in fact, I think they're the only superhero novels I've read. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but you know, so yeah, um, I don't know. Just you know, I'm, I'm angry. Like I was angry at the time about the Karen stuff and all that, but like now I'm just grateful we got what we yeah. did. Uh, you know, the majority of it was good. Yeah. I sure, agree. like, one character was super obnoxious, but the, ma- the re- everything else is good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of always the way. There's always a problem. It's, you know, it's like Iron Fist Season 1 with Claire. Um, I remember when she got, like, the Tiger Claws and beat up the Elite oh, Ninjas? Jesus. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was... Claire was too much. Yeah. And it's like, let's put Claire in Iron Fist heaps. It's like, really? Why? Which is, would strange. have been alright, but don't make her an uber fighter. I mean... Oh, whatever. Yeah. Everyone else in the show is already an uber fighter. Yeah. <laughs> um, except for Ward. Uh, oh, bless but, him. But, you know... It hurts the most that we're not getting Danny and Ward's adventures, but... Uh, I you saw know. somebody suggest him as Moon Knight casting, and I thought, I'd just like to see him again. Bless him, but I'd always think Ward. <laughs> yeah. He was, I, I think, he had the strongest acting performance yeah, in the I show, think. I think, Ward. Like, he was a very breakout character. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, just since it's been five years since Daredevil debuted, which, you know, I, I don't know, I just felt like talking about it, doing a little retrospective. Uh, you know, it was the Netflix show that kicked off the whole thing, and it was definitely... Oh, and we should probably mention the news, that apparently Marvel have the rights back early. They were due to get them back in November. Uh, But apparently, according to rumours yesterday, they already have the rights back. Right, so... Not for everything, for Daredevil. Just Daredevil, right? Yeah, I mean, I think in November it was going to be Daredevil and and Iron Fist, and then uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, like, sometime next year, early next year. Yeah. But the rumour is that they have the Daredevil rights back. Yeah, see, if they do do anything with that in terms of live action, I hope it's with Charlie Cox, because I think it's just way too soon to do... I agree, I agree. Um, A new... I heard... I mean, I think one of the problems at the time was that they... um, if they play the part in too many different mediums then they can charge more for it but if he's going from tv to tv that's not a different medium so it depends if they use it in a film or a tv show or whatever 
But it's interesting that they would want the rights back early because that presumes that we might see Daredevil. Like, so you know, what I mean, it's like because if they were, if it was just going to be naturally November, then why would they even remotely negotiate getting them early? Is it a reliable source? Or? It seems to be a f- relatively, you know, as, as reliable okay. as any of these things are that aren't actual. It's also yeah. an odd rumour to, to sort of start when people had already been talking about them coming back in November and everything's on hold right now anyway. Hmm, yeah. So, um, so who knows? Well, um, fingers crossed if we do get Daredevil, it's Charlie again, because it'll yeah. just be so bizarre. Like especially be since... Especially since Daredevil has not had, like, much stuff, so it'd be even more bizarre if he got two different things in rapid succession. Yeah, yeah. Especially where the first one was so successful as well. But, you know, um, we'll see. Uh, as a Daredevil fan right now, I'm perfectly content with the way things left off. Yeah, uh, I was pretty I happy with that. I thought it was, it, it, yeah. the cliffhanger did not annoy me. No, no, I didn't... I, I got used to that cliffhanger because the exact same one happened in Ben Affleck's Daredevil. So, uh, you know, Bullseye being alive and stuff. So I was used to that cliffhanger going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, that was a kind of like a standard kind of, if we get another season, this is where we could take it. But also, oh, here's Nod, here's a bit more of your actual Bullseye. Yeah. You know, here's this is for the comics people, and it doesn't need to go anywhere, because it didn't really. No. Yeah, so, um, do you have any sort of final thoughts? I kind of miss it, though. I, I miss having that excitement. And I know we're getting the, um, the MC, the Marvel TV shows, obviously very excited about Moon Knight, uh, and, and some of the others. Um, in fact, I'm excited about all of them, to be honest. But, um, the whole current situation and COVID-19 and all the slowdowns, it means that we basically never know when we, we don't know when they're coming. And, um, at most we might only have two of them finished. Um, so, and it's hard to imagine, like, like it probably was a little bit before Defenders, it's hard to imagine having quality Marvel live action TV. Yeah. And I enjoy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff, but that's, it's, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was so much its own thing in that there aren't correlatory comics. There kind of are now, since the show, like, Coulson was created, and, um, and, you know, a lot of these characters are quite new. So... Uh, the idea, I mean, the first ones we're going to get is like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, that's like, they're two of the Captain Americas. So that's like huge. And then Wonder and Vision. And it's a big deal, but it's like, they're not characters I'm as excited about as I was Defenders. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It's, uh, so you've already gotten them in the movies, so yeah, we've when had the them Defenders in the films, are coming out. And, um, but yeah, I guess, I guess the, um, the ones that are coming like further down the road that, I mean, I think they're all going to introduce new characters, which is the excitement. Um, I think that we're going to probably get a young Avenger in each of them. So we get the young Avengers. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much a, okay, it's not a unique to me belief, but everyone's, you know, it seems once you have wonder and vision, you start thinking, uh, young Avengers basically. And then, uh, because we've got Loki as well. And one of the young Avengers was young Loki and we've got Patriot, who could come from Falcon and Winter Soldier. So we're, we're kind of... And it's it seems a natural thing to do a sort of younger um, yeah. Avengers because it's not the same thing again. You can have cheaper stars. It's something um, DC hasn't done... Well, I guess DC's done Titans now, but, you know, like... It's, it's just... It's another market that Marvel haven't really done yet. Um, but obviously then you get, like, Moon Knight and She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel, which... Yeah they they got me the same excitement as defenders because we've not seen them on screen right. before and that yeah. is quite but it's also now a hell of a long way out especially mm. because like it was going to be filming this summer at least moon Knight. now apparently not going to film till november at least um so it's it's mm. it's harder to get excited with all these delays and it's no one's fault but um yeah yeah so i think talking about it just makes me remember how exciting it was and yeah. I can't believe how long ago it was now. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, 
you know, but it, it has been a long time. Um, I mean, I, in terms of live-action comic adaptations, I could, like, be happy if I never got excited again, because <laughs> there was just yeah, too much yeah. stress with, like, the Iron Fist blowback. Like, I got excited for that, and I enjoyed it, but there was so much blowback, and I was being attacked just for being, like, a fan, um, and it was just awful. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, same with the... Uh, uh, like Henry Cavill's Superman at the yeah. time yeah. was very ugly. Uh, Star Wars and some. Star I'm like, Wars, I'm just don't miss Star Wars. I'm just like, get away from me. The only thing I get excited for right now is another Henry Cavill Superman movie. Other than that, I'm just going to be excited for like Better Call Saul and Cobra Kai. <laughs> That's it. Right. Um, I, it's like, I, I think in the same way, like, I'm excited for Dark because uh, I love it. And I, so you're right. I, I tend to stick clear of getting too excited about comic stuff or Star Wars anymore. Yeah. There's too much ugliness but around it online and I just, you know. so is. I tend like, to, you know, if I'm going to be excited it tends to be with small groups of people going, oh it'd be great, like to you or yeah. something, but then, and then never talk about it again. True Detective Season 4, if that ever happened, I'd be excited too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it will though, but, you know. So, uh, yeah. There's still stuff to be excited about. I'm just, I'm just, as you said, there's just too much negativity around like comic related mm-hmm. stuff that I just don't have time for anymore. <laughs> so, uh, although on the plus side, there's no projects for me to get excited about. So mm-hmm. I hope it stays that way um, because if it doesn't, that excitement's going to be worry instead. I think, um, but. Uh, yeah, so, you know, this was cool, though. As you said, just fond memories of all the yeah. excitement. And, um, you <sighs> know. Yeah. All the, the really awesome fight scenes and just the pure daredevilness of just those shows. How much love they put into them, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't Loeb involved. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he, he was like creative control, I think. So he got to yes, no, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think he was he was pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, uh, next episode, hopefully Carl will be back. If not, then Carl won't be back. But um, <laughs> so we will probably be doing the next issue of Power Man and Iron Fist, which I believe is the Return of Tiger. Unless it's Rom, we won't be doing that because uh, we want Carl around for Rom. Yeah, yeah, we so, can't do Rom without Carl. Um, uh, otherwise, so if we can't do Power Man and Iron Fist, we might do. We'll find I don't know. Other. We'll figure. We'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, we'll find some things. And since we're in quarantine and stuff, and I'm recording more than usual, you could probably expect another Daredevil issue at some point in the future, as a bonus episode or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Until uh, next time, may your Billy Clubs be onto a thing of iron. And look after yourselves. (laughs) Peace. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Artist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs>